0: Who's excited to dive into the Word of God today? Who's excited to hear what God wants to say? Can I just give you a little bit of insight? You've actually already heard the message this morning. (laughs) Donnie and I kept looking at each other like, God, what are you doing? You guys, listen. Um, My name's Matt. I'm a a radical lover of Jesus. I'm 43 as of today. Thank you. Um, And... I'm doing this for you, Josiah, because I love you. Now I'm going to take it off. They dare me to preach the whole message with that on, but would you even be able to pay attention to anything I was saying with that? Not a hope, right? Um, yeah, so my name is Matt. I'm 43 today. I'm six 6'4". Um, I love Jesus. I love a good steak and a good burger, actually. Big foodie. Uh, and I'm also, I would have said before I'm a diehard Canucks fan, but I'm going to be honest with you, this year I'm a little fairweather. Okay, just being honest with you in, in, in all truthfulness and all honesty. Um, but we love God. We love what he's doing in the church. And I just want to say, I, I just feel like God's doing something new here. I just feel like God is, is moving in this place in a new way. I know he's moving in our lives in a new way than we've ever experienced before. And that's exciting. And we're excited about what God is doing. And, and there's a word that God has put on our heart as we've moved into this new year of 2023, by the way. I also just wanted to say welcome to all of you who this is your first time. We're so glad that you're here today. There's a lot of new faces here today. Again, I think this is part of what God's doing, and we're so glad that you're here. We don't believe that there's any accidents here. We believe that God has you here for a reason today because he wants to meet with you personally. But the word that God has put on our heart for this year is the word release. We felt this strongly at the beginning of the year that what God wanted to do is something new. He wanted to release something in, in, the, in the spirit realm, but God also wants to release many of you with gifts that have gifts and callings and see you guys released to, to live those out in your lives, whether that be at your workplace, whether that be in your families, whether that be here in the church on Sunday mornings or any other time. But we believe that there's a season that is here of release. I'm declaring it over you today. It's a season of release. And if you were with us last week, um, I'm going to just highlight some of the, the, the things we talked about last week. We talked about this idea that one of the things that we need to do with release is we need to learn to release our things and our fears and our worries and our cares and all the things that we carry. We need to learn to release them to Jesus. And I talked about this big idea that victory is found when we release everything to Jesus. And if you recall, we talked about this time in, in, the, in, the, in the history of Judah where um, the king, I think it was Hezekiah at the time, uh, they were trying to offset and get ready for a big attack that was about to come. And the Assyrians were coming. There was nothing they could do to get away from them. And the Assyrians were going to come and attack the kingdom of Judah. And they were freaking out. They're like, oh man, what are we going to do? So they come up with this idea, with this plan. We're going to join up with Egypt. And we're going to form an alliance with them. And that's how we're going to offset this attack. That's how we're going to defend against this attack. And then the Lord spoke to them and said, don't do that. Because if you do that, you're going to miss the most powerful wall. You're going to miss the most powerful opportunity to overcome And that is not found in trying to figure it out on your own flesh. But this is where it's found. In Isaiah 30, verse 15, it says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And so we talked about wh- whatever you're facing in your life, as you're, as you're facing challenges, as you're facing financial issues, as you're facing parenting issues, as you're facing uh, marital issues, as you're facing relational issues, as you're facing anxiety and fear and whatever it is that you're, you're facing in your life, the key to overcoming is actually not in how you try to figure it out and work it out and, and you work your way around it, but it's actually in how well you can release it back to Jesus. Because we serve a mighty God. We serve a God who is living and active and who is here today to meet with us. And the the scripture says that it's in returning and in rest that you'll be saved. It's in quietness and confidence that will be your strength. We talked about this idea that release is to relieve from something that confines, burdens, or oppresses. We talked about how in 2 Corinthians, the Bible tells us that um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers. It's it's 2 Corinthians 10.4. You can always remember that. 10.4, good buddy. 10-4, 10-4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds and the casting down of arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity in the obedience of Christ. And we talked about this idea that there are strongholds, that the battle that we fight begins in our minds. And that there are strongholds that need to be torn down. We talked about a stronghold being something that has a stronghold in your life. We talked about this definition that a stronghold is any area in your life where the truth of God is unable to have influence because of a lie that has formed itself in your mind and in your heart. And so we need to open up our hearts. We need to open up our lives. And how do we do that? Do we do it by trying harder? Do we do it by, let's go, let's do this. No. We return to him again. I'm coming back, God. We return to him again. I'm coming back, God. Every day we get up, we return to him. Every moment we get up, we return to him. God, we're coming back to you. We're coming back to you, Jesus. And we rest, which is recognizing God's finished work in our lives. We, we walk in quietness because our spirits are quiet before him. Because he is the God. He's, the word of God says, be still and know that I am God. And then we have confidence in him. And my confidence is not in myself. Let me tell you right now, especially today, my confidence is in the Lord. My confidence is in the maker of heaven and earth. My confidence is the one who knows me, who wrote down each one of my days in a book before I lived one of them. My confidence is in the mighty God, the king, eternal, immortal, and his name is Jesus. Amen? And so I had this word for you. I said this in confidence. I said the word I have today is don't go back. Go forward because God will bring you through. God will bring you through. Church, I believe that God is bringing us to a new level of freedom. I believe that God is bringing us to a new level of release. And this morning, what we felt, Tanya and I were praying together about this, and we just felt in our spirits that God's not done with this word yet. And so today, we're going to continue along this vein of this word of release this morning. And we're going to talk, if I were to like title message, I was talking to Tanya last night, what are we going to call it? I was like, let's call it release part two. So that's what it's going to be called from here on in, release part two, okay? And here's the cool thing. Like I said, God already preached this message to us this morning. So I'm just going to be rehearsing and sharing it with you again, the things that God has said, okay? So um, there's two scriptures that are going to be our passages today. Um, our text is actually going to be in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And it's a long story, so we're not going to read the whole thing. But I'm going to give you a summary and synopsis of it. But we are going to focus in on one particular passage in Second uh, in Chronicles. And it's Second Chronicles 20 verse 17. Are you guys with me? Okay, Second Chronicles 20, verse 17. And this is what it says here. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Turn to the person beside you and say, the Lord is with you. Turn to the other person beside you and say, the Lord is with you. Come on. The Lord is with you. Do you believe that this morning, church? Do you believe that? Now, Psalm chapter 16, verse 11 says this. This is the other passage. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We're going to explain that in just a moment. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your presence in this place this morning, Lord God. We thank you for the work that you're doing. We thank you for the breakthrough that you're bringing in people's lives and in their minds and in their hearts, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, this morning, Lord God, that there will be deliverance from things that people have held on to for years, Lord God. And I pray that this morning, Lord God, would be the morning of freedom and the morning of life and the morning of joy. Father God, we pray in Jesus' name that you would come by your Holy Spirit this morning, Lord God, and that we would all leave this place changed. Not one of us would be the same, Lord God. We thank you that your word is living and active and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. God, that it divides between the soul, and the spirit discerns to the intents of the heart, and God, we open up our lives to your word this morning, God, and we say, come have your way, work in us, Lord God, and make us new. I get out of the way, and I say, God, you do whatever you want to do, in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Okay, so the word this morning is release, and we're reading from Second Chronicles 20, verses 1 through 29, and what's, what's going on here? Well, actually, it's a very similar circumstance to the one that we described to you last week, um, what's happening here, this is actually about eight kings prior to Hezekiah. It's in Judah, and there's a king whose name is Jehoshaphat. Everybody say Jehoshaphat. Because it's just kind of fun to say. Jehoshaphat. He, what's, or hard? Is it hard? I don't know. Jehoshaphat. He is the king of Judah, and a word comes to the king that there is a large force that is gathered together against Judah, and they are coming to decimate them. Sound familiar? Talked about this last week. There's a force. In this case, it's a different force. Um, We're told that it's the Moabites, the Ammonites, as well as some other of their friends that they've gathered together and said, hey, this would be fun. You know, it'd be great today. Let's go destroy Judah. And they all said, yeah, let's do it. So they gathered together. They gathered this force together, and they came up against Judah, and word got back to the king. Now, listen, the king's not a fool. The king is aware that there's no way that they're going to be able to defeat Judah. This enemy on their own, like the, he 's very well aware of that, and just like we talked about last week, what happens immediately is they take uh, they take um, inventory of where they are in that moment. H- have you ever been in a moment in your life where the news that you receive seems completely overwhelming? H- have you ever been in a time in your life where, where you're not expecting it, and just out of the blue, all of a sudden, it's like everything seems to be attacking you at once. Have you ever experienced that in your life? This is the feeling that Jehoshaphat is experiencing in this moment. There's this attack that's coming, and it seems to be coming from all sides, and it's all these groups of people that he didn't even know were going to come up against them are now coming to try and destroy Judah. Judah. And this is what it says in in the Bible in, in, in verse 12. It says this. The response is this. Oh, our God. He's praying. He's crying out to God. That's the first thing he does. Will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are on you. So here's the state. I want you to picture this as we go to this story today. Here's the state of these, these, these people. They are feeling, number one, they're feeling completely overwhelmed. Okay? They are feeling powerless. Okay? We don't have any power to fight against this. And, and they, they, number three, they don't know what to do. They're confused. So there's this sense of powerlessness. There's this sense of confusion. And, and how many know that one of the enemy's greatest tactics is the tactic of confusion? Man, if if you don't believe that, just look at society around us. Just watch the news tonight. And you'll begin to see what I'm talking about. There's this spirit of confusion. And what we know is this, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33, it says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in the churches of the saints. Listen, when life is confusing, here's the question, and you feel powerless, how do you find a way through? Now, here's the promise of God. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures evermore. And I got this vision when I was reading this uh, and I was studying for this of, of like going into this, this jungle. And you're like surrounded by all these trees and there's all these like branches that are slapping you in the face. And, and you, it's very, very easy to get lost. And you can, you can lose your spot. And I just saw this picture of like this jungle just opening up. And this trail, this pathway just working its way all the way through and showing you where you need to go. And I think sometimes life is like that where there's, there's, there's these branches and there's these trees and there's these distractions and there's these confusions that come into your mind and come into your life and, and try to, 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 to tear you away from your pathway and, and tear you away from what God's calling you to do. And all these things can come against you and surround you. And it looks like you're completely surrounded. But it is in that place where Jesus comes to bring you through. There is a pathway There is a way of life. What is the pathway? So the question, the big question today is, when life is confusing and you feel powerless, how do you find your way through? Now there's a big idea that's coming up here. Do you want to put that up there? There is a way through, and his name is Jesus. There is a way through, and his name is Jesus. And I want to give you this morning four ways, four points for going through. Show the next one there. Let's put the next one up there. Four points. There we go. The pathway. This morning, I want to talk to you about the pathway through. And I want to give you four points, four things that I feel like God has shown me from this particular passage to encourage you, to give you tools today that you will find a way through. And it'll be found when we release everything to Jesus. Okay, you ready? So four ways. Here we go. Number one. So the first thing is this. Stay in community. So here's what happened. Jehoshaphat cries out to God, says we're powerless, we don't know what to do, we're confused, we don't know where to go. God, what are we supposed to do? We're facing something that we've never faced before. We're facing something that we do not have the power to overcome. How are we going to get through this? This is the way that God has set things up in the kingdom of God, is that we don't have to fight our battles alone. Come on, you can look to the person to your right hand and to the left because we are here as the body of Christ to encourage each other forward in the Lord. Amen? Stay in community. This is what they did. It says this, Now all Judah and their little ones and their wives and their children stood before the Lord. You notice that Jehoshaphat didn't go hide in a tent? Right? Can you imagine? The king going and hiding in a tent, you know what he did? He stood up in front of everybody, and he says, let's gather together. We've got a challenge here. We've got a problem that we need to face, and I can't do this on my own, so I need all of you to come. You get your kids. You get your generations. You get everybody together, and we need to fight our battles together. We need to fight our battles together. You see, there's a blessing that comes upon generations. There's a reason why at Life Church we talk about we value family. And one of the ways that we show that is when we come into a time of worship, we gather together as families to worship God together. Because there's something powerful when a, when a father can stand up and declare, God, I need you. And you are my God and you are my king. And then a child can look up at their dad and say, okay, that's the secret of my dad's strength, is Jesus. And they can see that testimony and then they can learn also to rely on Jesus. And then when you see a grandparent standing up, that's also, you know, my whole life you've been faithful and I'm... Responding to you, you're God and you're good and there's a testimony that comes. That message gets sent down to the next generation and it goes down to the next generation because there is power that happens in community. There's power that happens when we worship together as generations. There's power. So what did they do? They pursued an answer in community. Church, it is so important that you know others and that you are known. It is so important that you don't isolate when you're facing a confusing time. It's so important that you are seen and you are heard. It's so important. The enemy loves to divide and conquer. Um, just, just last night, I was watching um, Planet Earth. Have you ever seen that before? An amazing nature documentary. And I'm really into documentaries lately. And so I was watching this one last night. And what will happen is you'll have a herd of whatever it is, wildebeests or elk or whatever they are. And they'll all be kind of hanging out and, and feeding together. And, um, and, and then some predators will come. And it'll be like wolves or, I think the one I was watching last night was like these African dogs that gathered together and these huge packs of dogs would come and and they would gather together and they have this strategy of how they're going to get their next meal. And what they do is, first of all, they create fear and they create panic. So they come up behind these animals and they start nipping at their heels, they start pushing them and the animals respond with a fight or flight type of response and they take off running in panic and often if they can get them so worked up and so frenzied and panicked then what'll happen is the herd will forget about some of the younger and weaker animals and they will get left behind i don't want to go into the rest of this story because it's it's pretty sad but basically what they do is is they you know they you know what happens right? In, in, in the wilderness, this is what happens, right? Yeah. So then they, they, they weed out one or two animals, and they pull them off, and they isolate them, and they get them by themselves. And that way they can gang up on them, and they can take them out. And I just really felt like in my spirit, the Lord was saying, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to isolate you. He wants to pull you out from the group. He wants to pull you out on your own, and he wants to try and attack you there. Because if he can get you isolated, there's some power there. But, 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 Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one lifts up his companion. But woe to he who is alone when he falls. For no one's there to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a three-fold cord is not easily broken. Church, I feel like the season that we're going into is a season of, of authenticity. It's a season of openness. It's a season where God is going to start to do and expose some things in people's lives. And it's going to not bring shame and guilt like we expect, but it's actually going to bring life and hope and peace. And there are things in your life that you might be holding on to right now. There might be things deep, dark inside, downside that you've been holding on to. And you've been you've been believing a lie. You've been coming into an agreement with a lie. And there's a strongholder that says you can never let that out. You can never talk about that. That can never come out. But the Lord comes to you just today to say, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I see a day of freedom. Hebrews 10, 24, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of the saints together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. Come on, we can encourage each other. We can build each other up. We can see the kingdom come in this place. Matthew 18, 20, For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Can I just tell you, this is not... I, I really hope you're hearing my heart here. This is not at all meant to be a condemning message. This is a message of hope. And this is a message of freedom. And this is a message of life. And I want to encourage you. Man, I, and I mean this. I, I really want you to hear my heart here. We talk about at Life Church that one of our values is being kingdom-minded. And you know what that means to us? That means that we are for the kingdom of God. And there are some amazing churches around here. Find a good church and get plugged in. Be consistent there. Go. Get get known. Get known by other people and and, and allow them to know you and know other people. And guess what? I'm just going to say this. It doesn't have to be here. But go somewhere and commit and connect in. Because that's the the heart of God. That's what he set up on this planet. This is the means. I've heard it said that the the church, the local church, is the hope of the world. Man, I just want to encourage you. There's hope there. There's life there. There's peace there. There's joy there. All right, number one. Number two, y'all with me? Somebody say number two. I just need to know that you're with me. All right, number two. Release the battle to the Lord. Oh! 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. So here they are. God, we don't know what to do. We don't have the power. We're confused. We're going to come together as a group. We're going to admit that before you. We're going to stand together here and say, listen, we need you as a body. We need you, Lord God, come to do what you want to do. And the word of the Lord comes through a man who stands up and begins to prophesy to these people. And he prophesies this word saying, stand and see the salvation, Lord. You will not need to fight See, they were instructed to release their fears and worries to the Lord and expect victory. And can I just be really, really blunt and honest with you? Because we're all about authenticity. This is actually often the battlefield. Like to actually put your trust in the Lord. Like, to actually do that, to actually, like, say, okay, I've got all these worries and all these cares and all these fears right now that are just eating away at me. I've got all these things, but, 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 God, you know, I actually go like this, and I lay them at your feet. I mean, Hebrews talks about this idea that, therefore, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares. And a weight, by the way, is an unnecessary burden. How many of us are carrying around unnecessary burdens? How many of us are carrying around things that we were never meant to carry? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, says Jesus. I mean, it's Peter that says, cast all your cares upon the Lord. But let's be honest, how often do we give him that care and that care, and that care, but this one's mine. I, I got to carry this one. This is this is for me. You you can have those ones, Jesus, but this one's mine. I got this. Don't you worry about. It. I got it. I can figure this out. I got this. No worries. Yeah, it's cool. I got this. You know, I, I read this book and it's going to help me, so I'm just going to carry this myself. And Jesus says, "No. Lay it at my feet. Lay it at my feet." Isaiah. 50 verse 7 For the Lord God will help me, therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. Do you trust Him? Do you believe this? Isaiah 54 verse 17 No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness, by the way, is from me. Lay it at his feet. Jesus has come today to be your Savior and your Lord. Do you believe that? Can you walk in that? I believe there's a new level today, church. There's a new level in that today. Release the battle to the Lord. Okay, here's the third thing. I only got two more. You guys are doing great. Everybody say number three. Number three. Hear and declare the word of the Lord. So, what happens next? So this word of the Lord comes forward, and they all hear it, and what do they do with it? Do they go, oh yeah, I doubt that. Did you hear what that guy just said? How ridiculously spiritual is that guy? Like seriously, we need to go get ourselves some swords, we need to go get ourselves some shields, we need to go, you know, uh, build some, 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 some weapons! And what do they do? No, no, that's not what they do. They hear the word of the Lord. And then the king, the leader, gets up. And he says this in verse 20. So they rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. He declares the truth of the word of the Lord. Jehoshaphat the king made a public declaration of faith in the Lord God. Church, we need to start making some public declarations. We need to start making some declarations. Because we serve a mighty God. We serve the king of heaven and earth. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Do you believe that today? Zechariah 4.6 says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Do you believe the word of the Lord? Church, we need to begin to hear the word and we need to begin to declare the word of the Lord. There is power when you declare the word of the Lord. Do you know what faith is? Um, I, one of my favorite definitions of faith, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God is what it says in the book. I believe it's um, in Romans. Is that Romans? Thank you. Um, Faith comes by hearing. Yeah, fact check me. Thank you. Uh, Just being authentic. Uh, uh, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I love this idea that faith is, what is it? It's hearing the word of God and then agreeing with it. Like like Noah, right? Noah's like, you know, hanging out. and God's like, uh, I want you to build a boat. He's like, okay, what's a boat? wood I'll show you build it okay why because it's gonna rain what's rain right what's rain What, what is it it's drops of water lots of them just trust me do it okay I agree right God says it I believe it God speaks it I line up to it and then there's evidence in your life because you line up to the word of God and you walk in it okay greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world that's a really great coffee mug verse. <laughs> right? That's a really great one to put on my screensaver. That's awesome. Look at how Christian I am. Right? But, but do you believe it? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can you walk in that? Can you, can you step into that and can you walk in that in your daily life? That he is greater than your financial worries. That he is greater than any sickness that you're facing. That he is greater than any mental illness. That you're facing. Our God is greater. Amen. All right. So that's number three. Hear and declare the word of the Lord. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And that substance goes beyond just an idea or a belief or a thought or a pattern. It actually comes back to the living Word of God that is our firm foundation and is our stone. And this is our anchor and this is what we hold on to. It's not built on an airy-fairy idea. It's built upon the tried, tested, and true Word of the living God. We need to hear the Word and we need to declare the Word. Now, maybe some of you just, this practically, you just need to get some, some sticky tabs, little sticky tabs, and write out some verses and put them up on your mirror, and then just read them out loud to yourself every day. M- maybe it's just, the, the, what, what are you putting into yourself? What kind of music are you listening to? What kind of books are you listening to? What, what, are you, what are you putting into yourself? Put the word of God in you. Put the words of life in you. There's enough death around us. We need the words of life. Amen? And finally, number four, and then my beautiful wife is going to come up and close. Number four, actively respond to the word. So what happens next? So Jehoshaphat says, look, we're powerless. We can't do this. We're confused. What are we going to do? They gather together and admit that they need Jesus, that they need God. And they they gather together as generations and they cry out to God. And then a response comes in the form of a word, and that's stand and see the salvation of the Lord. And then they respond to that by by, uh, Jehoshaphat getting up and, and declaring the truth of the word. We have the word, now let's stand on it, let's live on it. And then what do they do next? They activate it. And when he had consulted with the people, verse 21, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. So they gathered together and they did this. And what was it? Worship was an active response to faith. Okay. You said it. I'm going to agree with it. And I'm going to declare it. And I'm going to walk in it. And they began to worship in response to the word of God. Jeremiah 20 verse 13 says, Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. For he has delivered the life of the poor from the hand of the evildoer. Praise the Lord. Psalm 59 verse 16. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my defense, my God of mercy. Well, I just feel that there's some release coming right now. Some of you have been trying so hard to defend yourself in your mind. Some of you have been trying so hard to defend yourself against a past mistake or something that you've gone through in your life and you've been working so hard and the word of the Lord has just come right now saying this, God is your defense. Let it go. Release it. Come on. Let it go. It's an active response. I will sing of your power. I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. You don't feel like it. I don't feel God's mercy this morning. doesn't matter. It's still there. Your mercies are new every morning. Your mercies are new every day. They are new every morning. Your mercies are new every day. We just declare it. We declare it. We sing it. We glorify God. I don't feel it. So I throw up my hands. Praise You again and again, 'cause all that I have is a Hallelujah, Hallelujah, and I know it's not much. I've got nothing else fit for a King, except for a heart singing Hallelujah. Hallelujah! I don't have anything, man. I don't have anything. I'm tired. I've been beat up. I've got all these things facing me right now. You have a hallelujah. It might be all you have, but that's enough. Because it's a response of faith to who he says he is. And no, my mind doesn't feel like it. My body doesn't feel like it. Although I'm facing things that are actually coming against me. These Ammonites, these Moabites, these things are coming against Jehoshaphat. It's not just some fancy. It's not just some idea that's in his mind. It's not some imagination. This is really coming against him. And I know you're facing things in your life today that are not a fancy or an emotion. I know you're facing things in your life today that are real, that are coming against you. Could we respond with a hallelujah to the God who knows us, the God who loves us, the God who lives, and who, who died for us, who paid the price for our sins, that we can today live in freedom and in life and in joy in his name? I don't have much, but I've got a hallelujah. I don't have much, but I have a hallelujah. And here, worship was an active response to faith. And do you know what happened when they began to worship? In verse 22, now when they began to sing, when they began to sing, before they began to sing, no, no. After they began to sing, no, no. When they began to sing, what happened? The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Ambushes against the enemy began when they started to activate their faith. We come together in community. We get a word from the Lord. We respond in faith. We worship as if it's happening because we know our God. If He says it, He's going to do it. Our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, abundantly, beyond all that I could hope or ask or think, according to the power that's working in me. So I'm going to respond. I'm going to worship. And when they worshiped, the breakthrough came. When they worshiped, the enemy was defeated. Tanya. Come on.
1: This is the pathway to release. The pathway to fullness of joy. These things and I do feel so strongly in my spirit that there are so many things. We all have stuff. It's not just a few of us. It's not just me. It's not just you. We all carry burdens daily because we live in this fallen world where there's sin. There's sickness and there's troubles and there's heartache and there's relationships that are broken and there are sicknesses and illnesses and financial troubles. It's real. There's weights, unhealing, necessary burdens that we carry and we try to carry them on our own and we do really feel, Matt I feel so strongly, that this is a year of release. There are so many different facets of that word but release, we want to be a people that are releasing all of our cares and our worries and our burdens to Jesus surrendering you do not need to fight this on your own posture yourself position yourself in a position of surrender stillness that is so hard to do i always want to figure it out i always want to make it happen that's my personality be still release it to the lord hear the word of the god the word of the lord read his word Believe it. Speak it out. Get into community. Don't fight this. Don't do this alone. He wants to give release to you, to me. We're not on this earth to just live, limping and carrying all of our weights. We are people that he wants to free. There is freedom in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Your battles belong to him. I will fight on my knees. I will still, I will posture myself in a place. says, Jesus, do what you want to do. I don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. And there's power in declaring his word, the scriptures, and in worshiping. In worshiping, so can everyone stand? We're just going to close by singing that chorus that we sang in worship today. And you guys, God is moving church. Do you realize that Graham read this exact same passage that Matt just preached out of? Graham said in in the worship, Jesus is speaking. There is a word here. Let's not just go on our way. This fight. Your burdens, your cares, your worries are real. And he's saying, Release them back to me, give them back to me. There is a place of freedom, of joy. We want to live out of that place, See, man. Trust. Our eyes upward, gaze. There's a lot of distraction, but our eyes set. Set firmly on our Savior and on our God. So I want you right now as we sing this and we close with this this declaration, when I fight, I'll fight on my knees because the battle belongs to my God. You know what you're wrestling with. You know what burdens you're carrying. You know what's just, ah, just you're wrestling with. Release it to him as we sing, Lord, this belongs to you. Lord, I give this to you. We're going to sing this and declare it. And then I'm going to pray. Amen?
2: Amen. So when I fight, I fight on my knees With my hands lifted up Oh God, the battle belongs to you And every fear I lay at your feet Every fear, every concern Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Oh, and I fight, i fight on my knees with my hands lifted up. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Every tear I lay at your feet, and I'll sing through the night. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. And it fight. up fight on my knees with my hands lifted up oh God the battle belongs to you and every fear we're laying at your feet Lord Jesus and I'll sing through the night oh God the battle belongs to you oh oh God the battle belongs to you yeah oh God The battle belongs to you. And when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted up. Oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet, I sing through the night. Oh, God battle belongs to you. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Oh God, the battle belongs to
1: you. Lord Jesus, we surrender. We lay down the, the burdens that That the weights that are just entangling us and weighing us down, Father, we release them to you. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray that there would be a release in your people today, Lord Jesus. Father, a release from mental um, confusion and mental depression and anxiety that might be keeping hold of your people. Father, we release it to you in Jesus' name. Father, for sicknesses that are in people's bodies right now, your people, Lord Jesus, we release it to you and we believe for healing in Jesus' name. You are our healer, Lord Jesus. You are our source. You are our God and we believe you for that this morning, Lord Jesus. Father, for situations, maybe there's some people that need work, maybe some people need a breakthrough in their finances and it is wearing on them, and they are so weary and tired from fighting the fight on their own. Lord Jesus, we pray that they would release it in Jesus' name. Would there be a release in Jesus' mighty name? Lord God, I believe that there will be singing through the night. That's prophetic. I will sing through the night instead of worrying through the night, instead of crying through the night, instead of lying awake through the night there will be singing and there will be peace and there will be joy joy will come in the morning people of God joy will come in the morning I believe that this will be a year that we will experience release we feel that deeply in our spirits God is gonna release his people and the people are gonna rise up and be able to walk fully without the weights tying them down without the shackles carrying them and weighing them down People will be able to run in their calling In your neighborhoods, in your families, raising your children, in your workplaces, release joy, freedom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we confess that we do hold it sometimes and we do try to carry it. Father, we release it. Help us to be still, eyes on you, worshiping through the night, declaring your promises, In Jesus' mighty, powerful name. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. God is so good. Amen. Amen.